Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese, as always, the bodyguard from Miami, Kalina. Kalina, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm um, doing good, thank you. It's, it's been an interesting time as the year is kind of wrapping up and people are looking at the best of the end of the year. And we tend to kind of want to keep our eyes on what's bubbling, what's next, what's new, what's exciting, what catches our interest. And we've been talking a lot. Yeah. And we've been talking a lot offline. We, there's like a lot of things we've been talking about in terms of people that we're interested in. Um, but, you know, we got a, a buzz from our guest and we wanted to take advantage of, of the buzz and, and really get to know our our guest. Mostly for me, because one, it's a New York cat and I love New York. I'm, you know, I'm a New York music lover but also it's it's hailing from Staten Island which is in in its own way very very uh prominent in on television and then 25th anniversary of Wu-Tang who put uh pretty much percent Staten Island on the map but it also comes with like they have their own universe their own lexicon their own their own rich history with hip-hop which is sometimes really really good obviously Wu-Tang and sometimes really really bad if you're not in Wu-Tang so it's going to be an interesting conversation because we want to talk about that so welcome to uh the show Vito Corley how are you good sir what's up man thanks for having me man Vito season out right now yeah Vito season's out man It's it's really good to have you. You know, I feel like I've been watching you progress like little by little. Like you've been going at your own pace, but you're gaining like this momentum as of late. You know, you you dropped the visual. I mean, you've had other videos before, but recently, you know, you dropped the video um, intro shot yeah. by Revenant. Oh, 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 man, Rev, shout out to Rev. Yeah, you know what? By the way, shout out to the boy Revenant. We see him working. He's always super busy getting money. Yep. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. Getting money today. <laughs> right? And, he, and aside from that, you were recently on Sway in the morning. You you did really well considering right. you Sway in the morning. Like, you know? a, lot of pre- a lot of pressure with Sway, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. I would have assumed so. Now, being, you know, with that being said, do you feel like musically you're where you want to be right now i feel like i'm in a good space but this is like the tip of the iceberg like this is just the beginning you know mm-hmm. everything I mean, is like baby like- steps at this stage like this stage is like it's all just grind like i don't you know i take it day by day as a as a as an indie artist i would say that's right because you're super independent you gotta do everything on your own and i know how I know how trying that can be, depending on other people, their schedules, money-wise. I know it's a bunch yeah. of shit. Being a rapper is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially if you want to do everything you want to do and make sure that it looks the way you want. Of course, you know, not everybody's going to have the same vision. So, and it's your money. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I'm just thankful for the help I've been getting along the way. It makes it a lot easier for me. You know? Now, like, being that you're from Staten Island, you know, obviously it's home to one of the most iconic groups of all time, you know, Wu-Tang. Do you feel like you have to prove yourself that much more or work that much harder or not so much? 
Uh, I feel like it's 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 a gift and a curse, you know, because being from Staten Island, you get that badge of, oh, it's authentic <laughs> hip hop culture out here. But at the same time, it's like the woo that's big shoes to fill. So it's like everything you do has to be in their light a little bit or you're not going to get any traction. You know what I mean? I mean, lucky for you, though, I mean, not and this is not obviously not saying bad about Wu-Tang but you don't sound it's not like you sound anything like them you have no like your flow is nothing related to them so that's good that works in your favor yeah like you totally just separated yourself from that that sound you know that sound you know everybody that that Wu-Tang sound that 30 chambers god body sound Exactly. But at the same time, it's kind of hard because without their blessing, it's hard to like get off this island because we're separated, you know. I mean, that's true too. So you just you gotta, gotta get work blessing harder. from the big dogs, you know. Yeah, I've spoken to them though. I've met them. You know, we've had conversations. I've seen them. You know, talked about hip hop a little bit. They never, <laughs> they never extended the hand to help though. You know, it's just the conversation. No, they're not gonna do that. They're like, well, he can figure it out. He yeah. got. It. Yeah, they only had a five-year plan. The ten-year plan never existed, so it's a little. Yeah, do, y- do y'all watch the show? Yeah, I watch the show every time Wednesday comes out. That's what I what what I do. So I'm pretty up to date. I have to watch the new one tonight. After this, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I've been up to date. I've been keeping up with it. I mean, I I appreciate it because the yeah. actors in it are good. So you know, I mean, you're gonna watch it because you're gonna watch it. You're I, curious. Yeah, I you know, know the I know the characters, so I'm already invested. Yeah. So I and I don't know what's real or not real. All I know there's like a lot of <laughs> flabbergasting moments that were like, what? Uh, yeah. What? Ray's trying to kill ghosts in the first scene. When did yeah. this happen? And and Facts. how did you even rectify that? Yeah, someone trying to it? kill me. I'm not gonna make a super group with you. Those are those are, those are pretty. Ac- the show's pretty accurate. As well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, so growing up out here, you hear those stories like all the time, and just to see them come to life on television is like, whoa, they really showing that. Like, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. It's but, an interesting thing. I'm dying to get one of the ones to like kind of uh, break that down. As a New York City fan, I you know I love my music. Um, I love hip hop, and I'm, I'm I'm older now, so I have a more appreciation of, like all types of hip hop. Yeah, bro. Growing. Somebody needs to get somebody on yeah. the line for me because if we, just, <laughs> if we don't get someone on the show, he might lose it. I don't know. I might. I just may not make it that one. I might be frozen. But you know, for me, it's like I'm East Coast biased, so like I just love my New York sound. But I'm guilty. I'm right next to the Verrazano. I'm not really far away from the. I can walk to the Barbizano mm. from where I'm at. I'm over in Sunset yeah. Park, so I'm right, I'm right there. Um, but Staten Island is like still far away from from hip hop, even if you're right there. How much is that a real thing, or is that my imagination? No, that that's a real thing, bro. A hundred percent. Like when I go to the city, it's like culture shocking. You know what I mean? And everybody in the city, they always want me out there, so they always press hard. Like, no, you gotta be out here every day. You're missing everything. Like, you're gonna pay this eighteen dollar toll uptown. Yeah, you miss two days uptown. You miss the whole month. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the choice. So you, you know, like if you're not a resident, even even getting there as a Brooklynite myself, I gotta pay that toll. That's like crazy it's high. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. Sixteen dollars. So it's ridiculous. It's really right really now. bad. And. <laughs> 
and before, I always say that I gotta pay this amount just to, to leave to like, go see you, and I don't even it. have a train to get to you. It's like it's only a car. That's crazy. And or the ferry, which in itself brings its own challenges. Like, <laughs> so how do you maneuver yeah, the, around the, ferry, the, the ferry's out of the question? The ferry's out of the question. Ferry's out of the question. I take I take Ubers. I refuse. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> take, it, take, take me, take, take me to 86th Street. I'll transfer from the R right there. I, 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 exactly. I, I know you know I'll the landmarks. The R train so fast. Yeah. All right. Well, next time you're on the R train, just get off 53rd, and then I'll, I'll link up with you right there. Bad, bad. That's where I'm at. Third, okay. Yeah, yeah, right there. Literally up the block from 53rd. Um, it, when, when did hip hop become in? a part of your mainstay you know there's always a moment where hip-hop is introduced to you mostly for me my brother i know uh, kalina as well from um, her brother and that's when we started being curious about it just as enjoying it as as listeners when did hip-hop hit your ears and really took grab of you well it started when i was a kid my brother was a dj out on staten island (laughs) So I used to dig in the crates. I used to scratch his needles, scratch the records up, get in trouble, you know. And it, it was it was a love ever since that since that day when I first threw on. It wasn't even a hip hop record. It was Michael Jackson, but you know. Wow, you just said that's that was my brother. That was my brother. He would make my parents put on Michael Jackson as soon as they got in, or he would have a fit. Like he would go crazy. That's that's crazy. I started attaching music to that, and then hip hop was like the cool music to me. Like, oh, this is cool. That other music is too strict. I need something that's outside the line. So I got into hip hop. Got into Jay, you know. Got in a got in a big. Got in a pop real early. You know what I mean? And it just took off from there. Your music was interesting for me growing up because my mom was a very deeply religious person. So I had like, I remember buying like the Shy cassette, you know, um, you know, everyone knows Shy, the R&B group, Shy. And one of the songs they had was like called like uh, Sexual and then they had a, a thing called Sexual uh, Interlude. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I would hide my music, right? But my mom found, for some strange reason, she found the Shy tape. And she looked at the, the the titles of the song, and she just deemed it demonic, and uh, and then she just took it like burned it in front of me or something like that. But she never found my <laughs> old dirty bastard tape, which for me <laughs> is the of the two is the one that really introduced me to a lot of other things like Blowfly and things like that. Where Shy was like whatever. It's, it's so I grew up in a time where like music was I needed to be careful when and how I listened to it because music was like forbidden fruit for you. Yeah, especially especially <laughs> hip hop because I was super um I was super into it. So I all, all stereotypes of hip hop during the early 90s I lived up to. I had the baggy pants, the Timbs, all of that. The camouflage. I look like the RZA in the in the show, like, that's how I dressed, and and that was like my identity. Yeah. What was the era? Definitely, I was like that too. I you was like- definitely a tomboy, so I looked like that, but just worse because I'm a girl. And then it was like I was like super flat chested, so I looked like a boy. It was like the worst <laughs> shit ever. And but- you, you had a skateboard in hand at one point, though. Nah, that started in. Uh, that started in more like middle school, like eighth grade, ninth grade, and then it just okay. I was, you know, always that weird kid. But that was I me. Went, I was that. Weird. I went through a punk rock stage too after <laughs> hip hop. Once I fell out of love of hip hop, 
time, once the 90 era and it went to 2000 and got into like the Jiggy era stuff, I was like, this is not for me. Then I got, but I'm a, I'm a natural anarchist. So punk music was that for me. So I went from rebel music to another form of rebel music and back to hip hop. What's your relationship right now with hip hop in terms of where it is? There's so many conversations with hip hop, how it should be done, what's real, what's your, where are you with hip hop as you're trying to produce something mm-hmm. obviously to make, to, to put good music out there for the creative, but I would imagine you want to eat off it as well. Where is there a pull between how do I get on the radio knowing that my sound is not necessarily the ones that are people are trying to sell? Yeah, see, that's that's the that's the, the, the hard part about this. It's like the way that I rap, I don't ever want to compromise that for what's going on right now, you know, because mm. I feel like if I make any music, that's not me. It's not going to be good anyway. So what's the point in even compromising? I'm going to make trash if I try to follow any trend. So I try to just stay true to the art, but at the same time, it is hard because you do want to make a bag off of it, you know? Because it's expensive to shoot videos and record and stay fresh in your videos. It's hard. Like, you gotta you gotta have some money coming back in. It can't all just be going out. You know what I mean? Yeah, unless your gimmick is like the broke rapper gimmick and then it works perfectly. Um, I don't think most rappers are doing that. Um, it, it's not cool to be the broke rapper right now. <laughs> no, no. But it, it's also like a lot of cats that we listen to, we know they have full-time jobs. We know that. Like one of my favorite producers in the UK, like his family doesn't even know um, Hobgoblin. Family doesn't even know he does beats. He's super <laughs> like, he they, like he does, it's like literally his, his alter ego. Like, and a lot of cats are like that. In, in terms of like making the veto season and being on sway, is there an approach when you're thinking about it? Like, man, I really, I know we want to make a good impression, but also like putting out what your sound is and what you're about, what your music is about. How much of that is in your thought process when you're, when you're out there promoting, making track, making music, getting on radio stations? Um, I felt like Sway, I could be myself because I know he likes bars, so I'm like, I could just rap on this. But I went on 187 and I did the Drewski show. Oh, that man. was one time I felt a little out of place. I'm like, this is not my scene. I could, yeah, definitely, just because of the type of music they play, anyways, and just overall, like the type of people, definitely Sway when you were on Sway. It's different. You could tell, like, you were just cooling, talking. It's like they were a little bit more nervous than you because they just wanted to be like, all right, let's go. Let's see what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's not like they want to boo you off the station either. So they're like, oh, my God, he better be good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Was like, yo, actually, after that, right, because he was being hard on me. And that. So when we walk in the hallway to go to the elevators, my man Matt was like, why'd you do that? Like, you was just being extra hard. He looked at me, he was like, because like he's a new artist i want him to be the underdog he's like you feel good right feel good now that you that you killed it right i'm like yeah whatever i just got on the elevator <laughs> but in my mind i'm like i'm happy i didn't choke up this <laughs> <laughs> no nah, you didn't you didn't no. um if now if i were to ask you like what are some of the last songs you played like just listen to like even if it was today or yesterday oh, my, my playlist right now yeah. Uh, what's some of the last songs I played? Mines are easy. I play a lot. I play a lot of underground hip hop. I'm not gonna lie. I play a lot of a lot of dash, a lot of shot half. That's heavy in rotation at all times. 
Yeah. Wow, I'm surprised. I thought you would have said something else that was very surprising to hear. I had yeah. I had veto season in in rotation, but that's mostly because <laughs> I needed to get ready. Um, so I'm like, mm-hmm. let me digest it. Um, and it's great stuff. There's a, there's like a modern take to the boom bap style there. Like you could definitely trace the lineage to it, but it definitely has a little more modern take of it. Um, when you're thinking about production and beats, that seems to be like one of the biggest. Uh, di- like you could sonically, you could kind of tell what era music is from you could tell 90s music is in the 90s the 2000s yeah. had its own sound it's had its own sound uh bar for bar it changes in like maybe the more triple uh triple set kind of style that that migos kind of popularizes you, you could kind of pinpoint that this is this era of stuff is do, do you feel like there's there's those constructs of how to make music of that some Vito, of those veto season we made veto season in like two weeks I went and I recorded everything on the tape was produced by Ron Browse so I went to his house every day you know he got the little big L platinum plaques and stuff in his room so <laughs> I went in there he's like yo what you want to do like what are you trying to I'm like you need to make me stuff like that on that wall right there <laughs> you know and he's like a he's like a mad scientist he's very underrated Ron Browse is underrated I was shocked because I was underrated I was expecting to go to his house and hear a bunch of pop champagne beats. Like, <laughs> I didn't expect that real, like, like my style type hip hop beats. I was like, he better not play no pop champagne. I'm leaving. No. And then he started playing me some heat. But we ended up, I ended up going to his house for two weeks straight and we knocked the album out. Every day you were there, like, religiously just there working. Oh Every day. For hours. Sometimes, sometimes I stay there six hours, eight hours sometimes. Do you, like, have you had any major, like, disappointments or, like, major setbacks, like, musically, like, in your career? Oh, definitely, definitely. There's been a lot of <laughs> a lot of broken promises on my end, like, get ready to do this, you're going up here. Uh, uh, I've had situations with Funk Flex, I was supposed to go to Funk Flex, that got canceled, you know? Had meetings with Puff, crazy stuff, and it just... At the end, they back out last minute, and you just got to go back to the drawing board, you know? Yeah, that... I've, I've been offered a lot of positions to write, but I don't want to be a writer at this point, you know? Yeah, it's like, it, if you give me a, a, for, for a record, maybe I could write, but they want me to write, like, long-term, and I can't really get into that right now. I'm not in that space. The ghostwriting scene is a very interesting one. Yeah. And, I, and that's also, I think, generational, because I'm... I don't know. I, I never thought of it as I never knew that was a real thing till later in life. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know. I just assumed everyone just wrote their music. And that I was. I thought that too. I thought that too. And I was so disappointed to find out because, you know, surprised. old school. I was. I, this thing that I had this thing was like I'd get CDs and then I would like turn it around and I would read the credits. I would even read their thank yous. I'm so yeah, I don't why. I, me too. <laughs> And I was so disappointed. I'm not even going to say the artist. I was so disappointed <laughs> to find out that he didn't write his raps. I honestly thought all those years of listening to music, they wrote their own raps. I was yeah. so like, yo, I, can't, I couldn't even listen to them. A lot of that like, always confused me. Like, But even when I listen to like Wu-Tang, right? And I look at I didn't know. I was 13. I didn't know how it worked. I'm like, who the hell is G Grace? <laughs> Who's our mm-hmm. dicks? Why isn't it written by RZA? What is this? Like, I didn't understand that was their real names. Like, like it it was foreign to me. But even, like, when they use a sample and it says whatever, 
uh, Dennis Coles and uh, Barry White. I'm like, Barry White? What does Barry White have to do with this song? Oh, they sampled it. Got it. Okay, so he gets like co-writing. Like all of that was foreign to me, but was intriguing at the same time. And that's what makes hip hop so great. And And I don't think it gets the love it deserves. Hip hop lovers usually like all types of music because all types of music creates hip hop. And that is one of the biggest lost things about this is that I got put on to more music from hip hop than any other outlet ever in my life. And just reading uh, correct, samples correct. and where they get it from and then finding the original Wendy Renee Tears uh, sample, which is super rare. That song is remarkable. And what RZA was able to do with it. So, like, even then, when you're digging in the crates, are you looking for those gems and trying to, like, find someone to flip those? Oh, of course. Yeah, but it's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) My Apple Music is flooded. Flooded. You know what I do? I go to an artist song that I like, and I just go to artists in common at the bottom, and I just keep hitting their their top hits or offensive playlists for something. If you like like this, you may like this. I just go down the rabbit hole. I'll do that for I think right now I'm in the synths. I'm in synths right now. I'm in like USSR synths. I'm just in that section. I've been in there for like two days. You deep. You deep. I literally spend like two, three hours a night once everyone's sleeping in my house, chopping, just chopping, just chopping and banking, chopping and banking, just banking, just banking. All this is cool and and keeping track of where, where it is for like credit reasons and stuff like that. Cause, cause, cause things are coming down the road. Um, but it's an interesting uh, process. And I, I, I just feel like hip hop, especially with young cat with, with you people just kind of don't give it its due. Like, Hip-hop is a very intricate sport of writing and creating, and it gets kind of thrown away. Is there moments where you feel like you have to defend yourself, your craft, your passion, what you're doing from people who just don't get what hip-hop's about? Um, yeah. Well, not really. Or not really. the younger crowd, yeah. Like, but sometimes the younger crowd, they take to me more because they look at it like, oh, you rap and you really put words together. That's so fire. Like, they be mind blown sometimes about sitting down and actually thinking about a verse and putting it together. You know what I mean? The process. But there's, there's definitely times where they like try to give me a nudge, like, oh, you should do this. And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not doing that. Because that's going to forfeit everything I've been working on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go right into our, uh, I'm going to bring it out the, the bag a little bit. We haven't asked this question in a while. Um, mostly because I don't want Kalina to, to hurt me in any way. I am quite intimidated <laughs> by her. Um, so, you know, we are called the Crush A Lot Podcast. Obviously, we know where that's coming from. So, if you could think about, uh, Vito, uh, if you could think about a beat, a beat in, 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 the, in the pantheon of hip-hop history, any beat that best uh, describes or, or, or uh, showcases your lovemaking talents, your your mattress mambo, uh, your your body friction delight. What is the song that's like? That's the song that is like. That's my lovemaking style song. What do you mean, like with females? You talking about? Well, anytime it's time to get down, and you know, and 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 and, and consummate the marriage and all that stuff. What what's the song like? That's all I that. That's how I do this. It, no it, it, ha- it has to be hip hop. No, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. 
I'm gonna have to go with my man Trey Songs. He's always my go-to guy. In the, in the in the middle, that's it. In the middle, that takes, <laughs> that, steal takes your girl. That, that takes it to that level, you know. <laughs> right to the point. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. That, that that song's straightforward. You don't really have to throw the signs when that comes. <laughs> There's no whining and dining. That's this is what it is. Yeah. Is yeah. Let let me in. You know that's how it goes. <laughs> Crush a lot podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for checking it out. Consider subscribing. We appreciate it. We tweet, share, and all that good stuff. But most importantly, we don't do this for us. We really do do it for you could get put on to some great music that we're listening to and that's really what this platform is about so go hit the links below go check out Vito's catalog Vito's season is available now the link for the freestyle on, on Sway is also going to be there so check those out and once you check it out and if you like it tell someone else um, this is a great chance with the power of the internet to really take hold of hip hop and, and really dictate what it is for us and not really let big companies to keep dictating to us what the sound is we we determine what that sound is but we need to do the work and support as much as we can uh, saying that go check out the past episodes rome street um we had raz fresco all those episodes are out now and uh, back by popular demand producer series is coming out again this is part three of the producer series and we're going to close out the year with the producer series. we got a lot of, of wonderful new producers that we want to put you on to. So the part three, um, you guys wanted it. We gave it to you again. We put it together real quick. So we're going to have 183rd on there. We're going to have Radicus. Uh, who else we're going to have? We're going to have a bunch of other people. I'm forgetting because I'm old and I'm pushing 40. And my Ginkoba is running out. I need to take a new pill. Get this energy up. So here we go. Crush a lot podcast. Cheese. Kalina, Vito, catch you on the next one.